Welcome to another installment of Technically It Is Real on NorthCoastUnderground.com and on Spotify. I am your host, Tyrell Jackson, and this is the show where we keep it real. Here on this show, we talk about wrestling, football, basketball, baseball, and everything in between. We shoot straight from the hip and do not pull on any punches. So just sit back, relax, grab your favorite drink or snack, and enjoy the show because this is Technically It Is Real. Welcome everybody to another edition of Technically It Is Real. I am your host, Tyrell Jackson, and also had a very special guest in Greg Lamb. He is making his second appearance on the show. It is just going to jump right into it because I had a little bit of issues with the recording on the live feed. But thank you all for listening on Spotify and those who had listened on NorthCoastUnderground.com. Thank you all and enjoy the show. Junior situation. I mean, we're... Where do we begin with this? Where I mean, do do we talk about how this pretty much failed right from the start? Or, I mean, well, let me ask you this. Where do you think it failed at? I mean, honestly, like, Odell hasn't been who he was supposed to be the entire time he's been on the Browns. Like, that that's just, that's just the truth of it. Like, he hasn't been that superstar, you know? Like... And like for me, there has to be way more going on than than what just just that video that got dropped. I think that yeah. was the final straw. Definitely. But like like there there he's been asking for trades since last year. Like yeah. that Mary Kay Cabot just dropped that. Like he he's been asking for a trade for a while. He yeah. hasn't been happy for a lot longer. Like mm. and that's what like is crazy because people are like always oh, prisoner in the moment. They're like oh it's because of that video. It's because yeah. of his dad's video. It's like, he didn't post that. Right. I mean, he didn't tell him to take it down or anything, you know, but, like, that's not. Do you think Odell was surprised by that, or do you think that uh, that he, him and his dad kind of planned that out and then, you know, there's a whole PR move to get him out of Cleveland? Because, I mean, if you think about it, like, yeah, that, that probably wasn't the only thing, but I don't think people are wrong for saying that it is the final straw because it clearly showed that it was the final straw regardless of – you know, if it was planned or not, it does feel planned. Oh, it's it's it definitely feels planned. To I me. mean, especially like, hours before the trade deadline happens, yeah. it felt like the last grab at trying to get out of Cleveland, like retaining his whole salary. Basically, oh yeah, yeah. And you know what? I, let me let me let me just say this. Let me just go on this little rant for a little bit because this this is like they try to make this work. Like they try to make this work. Like this is this is a relationship you know is not gonna work, but the girl is super cool, or you know maybe there's some issues, there's some potential, or whatever hot. it may be. She's kind of hot, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's just like, oh okay, you know, let's make this work. No, you you know that this was gonna be disastrous from the beginning. But this starts with John Dorsey making this trade in the first place. Now Barry and Stefanski inherited this, this crap, mm-hmm. but this started with John Dorsey. And, and for me, New York comes out as the winners of this trade. And I'm going to tell you why. Because, because I was talking about it with my coworkers yesterday, and they were saying, well, Zeitler's not on the team no more. But they got two to three good years out of Zeitler. So they got two to three good years out of a good pass defender. Yeah, I mean, a good pass year old pro. I mean, he was good. Yeah, he was good. Good to great at moments. And then Jabril Peppers has grown into a, a, a underrated safety, in my opinion. I think Jabril Peppers is one of the best safeties in the game. And it's unfortunate that he has a torn ACL. But he was literally getting better here. And then he goes over to New York and is really one of the bright spots of that terrible defense that they have over there. I mean, this is this is absurd. This is the most Cleveland thing. That I can think of. This is like the most Cleveland. Like no matter what happens, 
it doesn't work, it doesn't work out, whatever it may be. But I also want to attack the national media for a minute. Because these incompetent dimwits, and trust me, that's not the word I want to say, but these incompetent dimwits just out here, just spewing crap, building speculation. I mean, the moment Odell landed here, they want him out of here. It's like, dude, if you got this much hatred about Cleveland, then shut up about Cleveland. Leave us alone like you used to. But now it's like, oh, well, now the Browns are winning. The Cavs got their championship. The Guardians or Indians or whatever the hell their name is going to be. You know, it's like, oh, well, they're doing stuff or whatever it may be. It's just like, leave us alone like you did back in the mid-2000s. You didn't talk about us. We don't care that you talk about us. Let us lose over here like we always lose over here. Just let us lose. But the moment Odell lands in, in Cleveland, the moment LeBron James came back to Cleveland, it was he needs to go to L.A. He needs to get out of Cleveland. How about you stay out of Cleveland and leave us alone and stop falsifying these reports that these players are sitting back and saying that he's a bad teammate because not one single player on that team has said that he is a bad teammate. Yeah, all, Not of them, one. all of them came out and had said, yeah, he, he, we'd love to have him back. He's a great receiver, you know, like, but we got to win on our own. Like, it was a very, like, Kevin Stavansky answer, it's all of them were like, mentality. yeah, we don't care. Like, I mean, it sucks, but, like, next man up. You have to not care because this week is easily the most important game so oh, yeah. far in this schedule, and it does not get easy. You have the second toughest schedule for the remaining of the season outside of the – Whatever the hell Lions are doing over there, and 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 I am scared about that game. That is a perfect trap game. That is like when Cincinnati went over to New York last week. It is a trap game waiting to happen. You think Cincinnati's legit? I think Joe Burrow's legit. I think, I think Jamar Burrow, Chase is le- legit. <laughs> Joe Burrow's legit. Jamar Chase is legit. That they, defense they is built a better offensive line. Um, that defense, you know what? They it, it, they're young. They're good. They're good, but they're young. They fell right into the trap. Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel like like a team like Dallas or like even like like the Rams. Like they they have enough veteran presence on that team not to fall for that trap. I Usually, just, I, I feel partly that the Bengals this year are what the Browns are supposed to be this year. They were supposed to be this high powered offense with a good defense, a serviceable defense. Like, it, it just mirrors what, like, we were expecting. We thought Baker was going to take a step. I think, Like, on this game, I think, like, call it hot, call it what you will, this game is going to make Baker's career. I think so, too. If he but, comes up and lights it up, it's like, wow, oh, yeah. I guess that stupid narrative that he's better without OBJ is it's true. true. Right. right. It doesn't make sense. It think, shouldn't be true. Think about it like this. But man. it has been. <laughs> think about this. Remember last year? Do you remember last year? Now, granted, Cincinnati is a different team than last year. But this is like a week off from last year to where Odell tears his ACL and all of a sudden everybody goes on this magical run. And I'm not going to sit here and say Odell's toxic. I'm not going to sit here and say Odell's a bad team one, teammate. One, we're not in that locker room. Let's get that clear right now. Oh, yeah, we, we are not know. in that locker room. And the fact that you see players on social media and the regular media sitting back and saying, hey, do not talk bad on this man because – Hey, he didn't do nothing wrong. This is the, it, like like it's one of those relationships where both parties it just didn't work. Nobody the, the man ain't toxic, the woman's not toxic, or the man not toxic, the man's not toxic, whatever it may be. Nobody's toxic. It just 
didn't work. Well, how is that so hard to understand that it just did not work? Because it, it doesn't get as many clicks or views. Like, people got to have a hot take. And, like, people want to have a hot take and create a hot take when it's not even there. Yeah. Like, we have no idea. It could be there. Who knows? It could have been an awful, like, he could have been an awful teammate. But we don't know that, so we can't even talk about it. Speculating about it doesn't do anything. But all we know is Baker better show up tomorrow. Right. He better. But I, I just have the strongest feeling that this is our turnaround for the better. Hopefully for the better. Man. Now, <laughs> here I go again, expecting something from these clowns. I mean, I mean, I've watched this team for 22 years. And the fact I still expect a little something is is ridiculous. It's an abusive relationship. It's I me getting punched Stockholm in the face. Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's me getting punched in the face by the same dude and then coming around saying, what's up, homie? What's good, my homie? Yeah, I'm going to get punched in the face again. That guy's name is Jimmy Haslam. <laughs> well, it started with the learners. But, you know, I mean, yeah, Haslam took over and just kept punching us in the face. But it's just, to me, to me, some similarities to this. Now, it's a little different because of the release, and it's a little different because, you know, the Bengals are the, the top team in the AFC North. Actually, the second team in the AFC North, excuse me. So, it's a little different, but it's kind of similar in the sense of it's around the same time, it's in the same venue, and here we go again. But my question to you is how good those receivers play, to, play and how good does Jarvis play? Oh, my gosh. Jar- I think Jarvis is going to be so fired up. Like his best friend's off the team. Right. He's probably got all kinds of emotions about that. That he's not going to, you know, they're not going to be out there. But he, he, I already thought Jarvis. Jarvis has been the number one wide receiver on the Browns since he's been here. Right. So Thanks. I think it's going to be huge. I I feel like the tight ends are going to get involved more. Like I they like need to. Yeah, yeah. But like it just feels like when. Odell's not on the field. Baker plays in the system a lot more. Yeah. Like, it's a lot more flow of the offense. Like, it, it feels like it moves a lot better. Right. I want to, like, what, what do you think the answer for, for Odell is? Do you think it's just spreading it to everyone else? I kind of hope they call JoJo Natson up. How cool um, would that be? He, I mean, he was looking good, man. Right. I mean, it's my, my answer to Odell. My, just, like, purely f- to, to, for the offense. Like, missing, the, missing the well, one catch for seven yards last game and – uh, <laughs> but you know what? 211 like, yards on the year. <laughs> like, you know, like my thing about Odell is, and, and this is this is my strong feelings about this, this is kind of like a, like a Stephon Diggs, Randy Moss type thing, where you, you just need a fresh start. And I think everybody needed a fresh start. Well, that, now, the, off- both, the, the offense that they run is not conducive. No, to it's the, not. Like, look at what Stephon Diggs is doing with a quarterback that is – in a throwing throw right. first offense, right. you know he's lighting up one of the best receivers in the league. Like he had all the talent, but he just couldn't really operate. Like Jarvis is the kind of receiver made for this offense that's going to make those you know first down catches for you know eight yards. You know, yeah. just real sure hands. See, my thing is, is like if 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 the Rams had the cap space, I would say go after him. That would be if, insane. If but I do think he can play for the other LA team, where he can shine in the other LA team. They run a similar offense as us but it's is different in a sense that they like to throw that ball i was gonna say it's a lot more uh, it's a lot more pass happy but but they have like getting them out the backfield yeah it's a little bit more pass happy but they do use a lot of screens they do use a lot of decoys they do use a lot of like hey we're gonna throw it short and then beat you in the yards Mm -hmm. and stuff like that they do do that a lot and still run the ball pretty solid but they do like to throw the ball deeper more 
than than the Cleveland Browns. So I think that like the Chargers would be an excellent fit for him That'd because be Herbert can sling that ball and it could work out there. And he's also in a city that he likes. But like for the Browns, like I mean, let's let's just talk about the Browns here for a minute. The Browns have got to go back to Cleveland Brown football and what it was last year. It was run the ball first. Yeah, a couple weeks ago with 180 yards on the ground. Exactly, is run the ball first. Rely on Chubb. Rely on. I'm sorry, I will say it. The Ernest Johnson is a Kamara plus Hunt mix. Like it's just looking at Kamara and Hunt run. At the same damn time. That is what Dearness Johnson is. So if you have to use Dearness Johnson more, or Felton, use him. man. I like what I like Felton, but the, you know, they use Felton. Catching, like just getting him right. received in the passing game, like what right. we were talking but that, about. But that's what they use Felton for. They use him as a scat back. Yeah. So, you know, that that's cool. He, you use that use change of as, pace, too. I mean, yeah. that's use that, like, use the three headed monster that they got. You know? Oh, yeah, obviously. But but that's that falls on Stefanski. You have three tight ends. You have three running, three to four running backs on this team. One is hurt, and you have wide receivers that, when they decide to, catches the ball. They can <laughs> catch the ball. Like this is a system where you don't need a number one, a true number one wide receiver. Like in Buffalo, you need a number one wide receiver. In Kansas City, you need a number one wide receiver. With the Rams and the Chargers, you need a number one wide receiver. This is a system where you don't need a number one wide receiver. And to be honest, this roster is built. For it not to be a number one wide receiver, you got Njoku, you got Hooper, you got Bryant, you got Chubb, Hunt, Yardis, Felton, you got Donovan Peoples-Jones, you got Higgins, you got Jarvis Landry, you got uh, Schwartz. Schwartz, who's a rookie who plays well when he's actually out on the field. He touches the ball, man. He might score a touchdown. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. like Schwartz is definitely going to play more. I love now. that. I love the upside of him. And that's, yeah. that, that's something I, I was kind of – Trying to like see if you'd go in that direction with Odell being gone. Like yeah. I really hope Schwartz gets involved. Like more. to me, what I'm gonna see is what we did against Kansas City. Like with the way we played Kansas City outside of that second half, the way we played Kansas City in that first half in the first part of the third quarter was perfect. Yep. It's what the offense looks like without Odell Beckham Jr. Is Schwartz or Njoku spreading the field as decoys, not high-paid decoys, might I add, but decoys, and then hitting Jarvis, hitting Donovan Peoples-Jones, hitting Higgins, running with Chubb, running with Dearness Johnson. That's I think that's what we're going to see in this. I want Hooper to get going too, man. I want Hooper to get going that too, hurts. especially how much money we're paying yeah. him. But it's like I he said, he's a heck of a hard. blocker, though. He like, is. That's like people always forget about. That's kind of what tight ends' jobs are. Like right. pass catching is like the big flashy thing to do. But there's dudes who are making serious money right. on NFL teams blocking. for blowing guys up and letting guys like well, used to be Derrick Henry, but like you know, like run first teams. Like they always yeah. have that monster tight end that can catch a first down, but, like, is really there just to blow guys up. Right, and we have the off- – outside of Conklin being hurt, we have an offensive line that knows how to do both blocking. We still have one of the best offensive lines in the league, and this is a system where both guards can pull in any direction. That's we crazy. have all this potential to be a Super Bowl contending team, and right now we're not playing like it, and I feel like it's this – Odell got used as the scapegoat for the problems that is going on with the Cleveland Browns. It is not just Odell. There are 52 other men on that football team. There are tens of coaches on that team. Everybody, and I mean everybody, tonight, tomorrow before the game starts or whatever it may be, need to look at themselves in the mirror and figure out what the hell they're going to do to make this better and to turn this season around. 
we still got a lot of games going on. Mm-hmm. We still got an opportunity. It's going to be a tough road. But this has to be the starting point for better. Not for worse, for better. Because you got you still got Baltimore back-to-back. You still got the, the Patriots. I don't care what people say. The Patriots is a tough team. You still got the Steelers again. You still got the Bengals again. This is a tough schedule coming up. Like, your easiest game, according to record, is the Detroit Lions. And even though Detroit got massacred by the Philadelphia Eagles, I will sit back and say this about the Detroit Lions. They play. They fight. And it's only a matter of time before that team actually wins a game. And I hope to God is not us. No. But that's a trap game. That is a trap game, for sure. Yeah, kind of going on what we're saying, like, what is like? I know Baker's got like half an arm right now. You know, he's got yeah. he's got one arm and and the other one like, but like, what what is it? What is it with him? Like, I, I feel like he is really since his rookie year. He like I don't know why people think he's so undoubtedly the guy. Like like you look at the stats. You know, like a yeah. lot of people point to the numbers. It's all pro football focused numbers. It's right, not right. actually winning. And actually, like scoring touchdowns, like he's like he's got like a like a, a bugaboo about throwing touchdowns. Yeah, especially early on in the year, he, he kind of picks it up as the years progress. Is he a cold wa- like, weather quarterback? <laughs> like something's telling me about, but it's like, but then again, like I said, it's the numbers also show that he plays better without Odell. So this is this is opportunity, and I don't want to hear about the oh he have a shoulder surgery. I'm sorry, or the shoulder injury. Okay, you're still out there playing. And it's not your throwing arm. It's not your throwing arm. Now, now when we come back, we are going to talk about Baker. And I'm actually going to bring up a NFL legend he kind of reminds me of with this start of his career. We'll be right back to Technically It's Real on North Coast Underground after these commercials and a couple of songs or something like that. We'll be right back. When I was little, I didn't talk for a long time. I was sensitive to lights and sounds, so I built secret hiding places where they couldn't get in. Sometimes, I do the same things over and over, until one day, I found out I had autism. My family got me help. Slowly, I learned how to live with it better. Early intervention can make a lifetime of difference. Learn the signs at AutismSpeaks.org slash signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks it's and the Council. 2 p.m. Time for Steve Plato and his son Dylan to do the dishes. They talk about everything from the yuckiness of girls to the awesomeness of his soccer team. Sometimes they don't talk at all. Then, hey! the dreaded <laughs> splash fight. It's dad o'clock, and it's the best time of the day. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. It may be hard to believe, but people just like you are already saving money. Feedthepig.org makes it easy. Their simple savings plan teaches you how to start saving without going overboard. So you don't need to ditch the car and start rollerblading to work. I look ridiculous. You look ridiculous! You don't need to start foraging wild berries. I was skeptical, but these are actually pretty good. You don't need to sell your organs on the black market. Lie back. This is gonna hurt. Yeah, that hurts. You don't need to rent out your apartment to drifters. I made a fire with the wood in your bedroom. That's my dresser! And your closet door. You just need an internet connection. 
Don't get left behind. Start your personal savings plan with the tips and tools on feedthepig.org. That way, you don't need to sell all your belongings and live in a commune. These dungarees belong to all of us now, Tom. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. My name is Lola Silvestri, and I'm going to be 95 this year. I was very independent. I fell, and I had to have meals on wheels. America, let's do lunch. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Do you like EDM, dubstep, or techno? Well, then you're at the wrong station. NorthCoastUnderground.com, where the underground starts with you. You got me forgetting the way I just get you in days of taste I find you second guessing the background of my lessons Cause girl you learning right, don't fear this hype We going high, she feel the hype I felt the nights, the lonely nights Just in my studio, just writing rhymes that gives you life You got me all up in my lyrics You thought I said my feelings She love to give me kisses Also I get the drifting I'm zoning, I'm running out she run her mouth, yep. she yapping every Sunday and I just wanna go out, drowned out. I said this all the time that I'm right here, but she still believe the others that she call her friends. Still be dissing, but on a mission to stacking riches, to hope you listen, adore your wishes.
was the real relationship by RMG. Welcome back. So technically, it is real. So I told you, Greg, we're gonna talk about it. What the NFL legend that Baker reminds me of in his first four years? Jamarcus Drew, Russell. No. Oh, come <laughs> on. Really? No, Drew Brees. I'm seeing if I can make it yell. No, no, Jamarcus Russell. Just, oh my God. Where do I start? Lane Kiffin was right about him. <laughs> Lane Kiffin was right. The few things Lane Kiffin is right about, Lane Kiffin was like, I don't want Jamarcus Russell. Give me Calvin Johnson. And now Davis is like, nah, we taking the big arm quarterback. So, Drew Brees. Drew Brees. Drew Brees. Bold. Now, let me ask you this. What do you think about Drew Brees? First thing that comes to mind when it comes to Drew Brees. Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Oh, Saints yeah. career. Oh, my Everything gosh. that he did with the New Orleans Saints. Mm-hmm. Now, do you remember his San Diego career? Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. Now, both players have similar numbers their first four years in the league. They really do. Both of them were their top quarterbacks in their draft class. Both of them about the same stature and size. And both of them had a torn labrum. Now, it's a little different because Drew Brees is, is walking out of San Diego with a quarterback situation, which something's telling me if Baker does not perform very well, do not be surprised if they go ahead and draft a quarterback or if they sit back and trade for a quarterback. Like, that that is starting to shape up like this a little bit. And I'm not, I honestly feel like if he lays a duck in this game, there's a chance – his injury is worse all of a sudden Case Keenum's playing. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I was not a proponent of bringing Baker Mayfield back, per se. Like, I really wasn't. I was like, hey, you know, he needs to sit out more. But I think because of the Steelers game and the and this Bengals game coming up, I do believe that they sat back and was like, okay, well, we're going to play him. Hmm. So, you know, it's, it, to me, it's like – it's like their careers are very similar as far as starting goes. Now, I'm not sitting back and saying Baker's going to be like Drew Brees where he's going to break every passing record and he's going to just light up the league and he's going to throw for 50, uh, throw for a touchdown in 53 straight games. I'm not sitting back and saying that at all. What I'm saying is like the start of their career, like people were already done with Drew Brees for the most part. Like, yeah, he was a hot free agent in a in – a, free agent market that wasn't very quarterback driven the year that he became a free agent and that's why Miami went after him that's why New Orleans went after him but if you remember San Diego let him walk yeah they let him walk because he had the torn labrum they felt like he couldn't play he couldn't produce he was a good quarterback but he wasn't going to be the quarterback that led us to a Super Bowl and he obviously went to go prove that wrong and he went to go win a Super Bowl, and, you know, I wish he won more. I feel like he could have won more. I think it's because maybe just defense or just teams just better than the Saints those years. Uh, but All the hits the defense the hits, was putting yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> but if you think about it, like, Drew Brees needed to change the scenery. Drew Brees needed a, uh, 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 a, um, a coach that was past-centric. And if you look at Drew Brees when he was in San Diego – he had a coach that was all about running the ball first. Did, did Philip Rivers replace him? Is yes, that, he did. Is, is that the timeline? Philip Philip Rivers came in at 04. Okay. Now here's the fa- interesting thing about the Philip Rivers thing. Philip Rivers came in at 04, but Philip Rivers was not drafted by the Chargers. No, he was yeah he was traded he was tra- for Eli Manning for right? Eli Manning. Yeah. They the Chargers wanted Eli Manning. Eli Manning said uh uh-uh. uh. 
I, I, nope, nope, I'm not dealing with y'all. And Eli hey, Manning yeah. was spot on about that. The Saints might try to sign uh, Philip Rivers. It's funny yeah, that we're talking about that. Yeah. That'd be interesting. That'd be interesting. left for the tank. You know, he, 28 kids that he has. I know. So, I mean, the Saints get <laughs> Phillip Rivers and 28 other football players. So, I mean, you know, and I think you a whole oldest, practice squad if you sign Phillip Rivers. I know. And I think his oldest daughter is like 18 years old or yep. something like that. So, He's been I mean, pumping out kids for the last, like, 20 years straight. Yeah, I mean, dude, dude's, dude's a, a, a pullout non-champion. Yeah. You know, like, he, he has the worst pullout game. <laughs> hands down. But... <laughs> But it's just anyway. It, it, it's just to me, it, 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 the trajectory is similar. Now, granted, Baker did win his first playoff game before uh, Drew Brees, and yes, there is there's a lot of pressure on Baker. But I felt like Drew Brees had more pressure because he had a first round quarterback just sitting there waiting for his opportunity. I hmm. I hate to say it, but I could almost see it going down the exact path of them letting Baker walk. Yeah, like I don't want to say this season's lost, but if they lose this game tomorrow, now they got Baker for what? Two more years? You got because you got the fifth year option, and then you can franchise tag him once or twice. Yeah. So they got him for another two to three years if they but decide to go that if route. They and want him for time. two years, and like, what what I hate is because every time I go down this path, I don't have an answer. I don't know what quarterbacks out there that would give you a better chance right now. Right. Like you're not gonna the, get a Josh Allen. You're the, not gonna get. Yeah, a we're not gonna be bad enough to get like an early pick. Right. Too. So, like, we're going to get, like, a midley pick. I, I think, like, it's very – maybe to light the fire under Baker, third-round pick yeah, on a, a project quarterback. And, yeah, he better be a damn good project quarterback because there's not a lot of second and third round. Any, any Really, it's hard for a quarterback out of the first round to make it, let alone, right. you know, second, third. You know. But, like, the way the draft's looking this year, like, the quarterbacks aren't, like, highly toted. Yeah. Like, like I, I've been trying to read into it, and it's, like – Honestly, a lot of them are built like Baker. They're all yeah, short. Yeah. Not very fast. Like they're all like those guys that like you, you hope you throw it at you throw it at the wall and hope it sticks, you know? Like Yeah. So like I don't have an answer for what to do if like they decide to walk on for Baker. And that's I, I like the scariest either. part. Like cuz it's like it's that whole, you know, like what what you're just talking about the Chargers were like is he good enough to win us a Super Bowl? Like because yeah. that's what it's all about. And then we ride with Phillip Rivers. Like how now, now the Chargers lucked out in a sense of okay they got rid of one quarterback that wasn't the best room and then they got a Hall of Fame quarterback and then they wasted his entire career. So that's why I say Eli Manning was spot on about that. And then how Phillip Rivers left the Chargers. One of the funniest things ever just, is Eli uh, Manning's face when he's holding yeah, up. Yeah, he, he didn't even put the hat on. <laughs> looks like, like he just smelled a fart. Uh, like he's like, oh no. But think about it, like even get when me Phillip out Rivers of this. Left, like even when Philip Rivers left, they just gave him some crappy little package on on, on Twitter. Yeah. Like it's just like, dude, Lord have mercy. The Spanos just, oh my God, like especially Dean Spanos. Like nothing against the uh, the late great Al Spanos, but like Dean Spanos is just a whole, on a whole another level of just idiocracy and just. Like, he's almost at Dan Snyder level, but he's not Dan Snyder. Like, to me, Dan Snyder is the worst owner in the NFL right now. Maybe in but sports. In sports in general. <laughs> That's a whole other. Next week on. Technically, it's real. Oh, no. I talk about, like, my audience knows I talk, I crap on Dan Snyder as many chances as I can. Matter of fact, Dan Snyder was jobber of the week for, like, three weeks in a row or two, three weeks in a row. Like, Easy. <laughs> to me, Dan Snyder is always an honorary jobber of the week. So, every week he's jobber of the week as long as he owns the team. To me, because I just cannot stand him. But, like, but like to me, like, do you sit back 
And if you're Andrew Barry, who who is level-headed for the most part, do you sit back and go, you know what? I need to pull a less need and need to go get one of the three. Now, my one of the three quarterbacks that is better than than Baker and we have a shot against or of getting is Aaron Rodgers. He's a free agent. You can make that play. You can make that trade for Russell Wilson if you give him a very good package. And barring his legal issues and seeing how that goes, Deshaun Watson. You know, I I, I was actually thinking about that recently because uh, you know where Baker's from. <laughs> yeah. Texas. Yeah. <laughs> now, talk, if, talk, about, talk about going home and trying to – and I think he, he, his career will be over if he goes to the Texans. Like, yeah. Like, I, I don't think he's – I think what, anybody's career is over once they go to Houston. It's bad. Yeah. No, no, no disrespect to the city of Houston, but I mean your your base your baseball oh, team just is the a football bunch of cheaters. Team. Yeah. Your your football team sucks and so does your basketball team. But it, it's just like to me, like Baker going to Houston and then getting and then they trade Deshaun because they're gonna get wanna get rid of Deshaun Watson. I think Deshaun Watson makes everybody better immediately. But you have to wait on this legal stuff that he's yeah. going through right now. And like, do the my, Browns wanna eat that PR? My my thing, like I, I've been now, all things aside with Rodgers being kind of a, a lunatic and, like, you, you hear all that, like, yeah, how he's like, oh, I'm there. immunized. It's like, yeah. what does that mean, dude? It's like, oh, it means you're not vaccinated and you just didn't want to say that out loud. <laughs> Got it. All right. Anyhow, um, boy, can that man play football. Yeah. I can only imagine what the Browns offense would look like with, with Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Rogers. Aaron Rodgers has always had – a decent running back like mm-hmm. Aaron Jones, you know, through the years, like there's always been, a, like they always have a back that's just kind of pounding the rock for him. Right. And then talk about a guy who's not afraid to improvise and make a play down the field. Right. Aaron Rodgers is one of the most talented quarterbacks I've ever seen play ever. Like it's insane. Like talk about like he has made Green Bay relevant for the last two decades. Like basically, like it's like insane. Coming up on two decades. Sure. Yeah, yeah, and that but, crazy but thing about, about like, like they're, they're, that's they're, the thing about the Packers organization. They lucked out with back-to-back Hall of Fame quarterbacks yep. and only got two Super Bowls to show for. Oh them. man, what about talk about someone who's got to play? Play Jordan Love. I'm excited to watch that yeah, game yeah. just to see, like. Because he's got, like, physical tools and stuff, but, like, we, we have, we've seen him throw, like, well, like, two passes right. in the NFL, right, right, you know? Right. Like, that, that's just totally off subject, it but, like. It like history's repeating itself over there again. Like, but, could you imagine if he goes out and plays and is and balls amazing? Out. Yeah. yeah, which he, against that Kansas City defense, he got that's an opportunity. That's what I mean. Like, but what, what about Russ? Wilson coming over here, fresh start. and There's and, no way. If he, they, he won't. It's, you know if does, they offer. His lady does not want to live in Cleveland. No, no, obviously. I mean, what celebrity likes to live in Cleveland for real? For Drew I mean, Carey. there's some. <laughs> you know, does he even live in Cleveland? Probably not. Like, I, I know Jim Nats leave, lives in Cleveland. Like, I know that for a fact. Like Dave Chappelle, who lives in the area. Yeah, Chappelle Wait, does. should we not say Dave Chappelle on the radio right now? I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> this, this is my show. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? But um, it's just, like, Russ, like, this would be a fresh start for Russ. That'd be amazing. Amazing fresh start. You got an offensive line finally. <laughs> like you got a right you know, back. I will say though, he he is kind of whiny, and he creates like a lot of those sacks. Yeah, from trying to improvise and stuff. Yeah, he, like, he does, but but yeah, no, that's I mean, he's, his line is. Uh. He's had like the only thing he's really had is like Marshawn Lynch for a time. 
Right. And, and then now DK Metcalf. Right. But so. then he comes over here. He gets Chubb, Hunt, get D'Ernest. You get you get that offensive line. You get Njoku. I feel or, like he or, would do – Matter of re- fact, I would trade Njoku. I would trade Njoku with Bryant over there. I would offer Baker, Bryant, or Njoku, two first-rounders and two second-rounders for Russell Wilson and, and, uh, and another player. I, mm. I, I think Seattle would be stupid not to take that move. You get a quarterback – because Baker, Baker, like, people crap on Baker. Baker, they make Baker seem like one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. Baker's not one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. Like, he's a serviceable quarterback. Like, so you get Baker. Right now, he is a bottom 20 quarterback statistically. Yeah, statistically. But I'm just saying, like, in general, like, he's he's not that bad. Like, I mean, you look at his peers, yeah. When you start looking at Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson – you start looking at all of them, then you're like, oh, okay. But if you think about like how just how Baker plays in general, I don't Third think Third best Baker, quarterback in uh, his division right now. I mean, yeah, as of right now. But what I'm saying is, is like Baker is just he's good. Like he's good. I don't think he's like the worst quarterback in the league. They, he's not like top fifteen. I'm not sitting back and saying that at all. But what I'm saying is like how they draw him out to be the worst quarterback in the league. Have you seen David Mills play? So. Hey, 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 he's a rookie. He's trying. Have you seen him play? Sometimes you just know immediately. It's just like we knew with Deshaun Kaiser immediately. We knew with um, Cody Kessler immediately. We knew. We didn't have to wait three didn't years. Didn't you watch the tape guys. on Cody Kessler? Just check yes. the tape. The tape. Yes, the tape. And it sucked. And I <laughs> watched him play. I watched the tape. I watched him play. I was Hugh Jackson. I was I was doing both. <laughs> and still going 0-16. So, it's just... Like, to me, like, they get a quarterback, they get a tight end that they need, they get some picks to build on the future. Because even, like, they sit back and say, like I say, if you, if you give them Baker, you know, then they have the option. They're probably going to exercise the fifth-year the fifth option. Yeah, they would have about three years with them. Yeah, like, they have about much. two, three years. And then you know what Wilson's back. contract looks like? Um, Wilson, Wilson's coming up on free agency, I believe. Hmm. I, I believe so. Like, he's not that far off. I think he's, like, a year or two off. So, I Wait, mean, you get Russell Wilson's still hurt now. Uh, Russell Wilson's supposed to be coming back. It's, okay. it's all it's all speculation that he's supposed to be coming back. Man, did you so, see his finger get yeah, messed I mean, up? Ugh, that was a nasty that injury. That was a gruesome, gruesome Just finger injury. went the wrong way. Oh, jeez. Gruesome, gruesome injury. I mean, it's like when you tub your stub your uh, toe at night, man. That's like the immediate thing I thought <laughs> of. But as so, instead of a couch, a four hundred pound lineman smacking right. your hand the other way. <laughs> so this is according to uh, SportsTrack.com. Russell Wilson has. Um, has another year. He's supposed to be getting, uh, like, his base salary is $18 million this year. He has another year um, next year. And then he has a potential out in 2022. For the team? Or yeah, for, okay. for him. Like, he can, he can go into free agency after 2021. Mm. So, if so he decides to do we'd that. We'd be mortgaging our future for two years of Russell Wilson. Why not? This team is built to win a Super Bowl. You need a quarterback to lead. And I guess if and I, wait, I, I'm skeptical. So yeah, about what you're saying leading. too, two first, two seconds. I mean, that would be the years of Russell Wilson too. Yeah. We're not going to have a good pick anyway. Right, two first, two seconds. Seattle has has time to build. They get a, they get a serviceable quarterback in Baker Mayfield, and they get one of our tight ends. Yeah, bring in I, mean, Russell Wilson. I would do that trade too. Yeah, we bring in Russell Wilson. Maybe we ask him for a third rounder to compensate for one of the second rounders. Yeah, that'd be nice. It's not a bad pick. Not a bad trade at all. But when we come back, we are going to talk about the Cleveland Cavaliers. And can they make it to the playoffs or make some noise Ah. this early on in the season? We'll be right back after these messages and a song or two. This is Technically It Is Real on All Sports Cleveland.
was little, I didn't talk for a long time. I was sensitive to lights and sounds, so I built secret hiding places where they couldn't get in. Sometimes, I did the same things over and over, until one day, I found out I had autism. My family got me help. Slowly, I learned how to live with it better. Early intervention can make a lifetime of difference. Learn the signs at AutismSpeaks.org slash signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. As an 18-year-old, I let my mistakes kind of take over my life. I was .5 credits away from completing high school, and I didn't do it. Ten years later, at age 28, Jackie finished her high school diploma. When I found out that I was pregnant, I know that I had to do something for myself if I wanted to make her a better person and provide a better life for her. My family never stopped pushing for me to be better because they knew what I could become and who I could become as a person. My support team is amazing. The educational director, my sister, and even my seven-year-old daughter has just been more than the support that I could ask for. I've been given an opportunity, and I'm just thankful for it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. You wanted to see me? Yes, please, have a seat. So here's the thing. When this company brought you on, we took a chance on you. You didn't have that four-year college degree we typically look for. Right. But we gave you a shot anyway. And since then, you've worked incredibly hard and given it your all. Thanks. You've been an important asset to the team, but I don't think you can be an intern here anymore. <sighs> we want to hire you. You're, you're serious? Absolutely. Find your next great employee. Introduce yourself to the grads of life. Who are they? T talent worth knowing about. Young adults of unique determination and experience. An ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. I won't let you down. I know. Don't miss out on a resource many innovative companies have already discovered. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. We're here to make rock great again here at NorthCoastUnderground.com where the underground starts with you.
That was I Don't Care by The Big News, and the song before that was She Said No by The Big News as well. Man, the Big back. News is good. I know, man. That was some good music. Yeah, so welcome not familiar, back. but woo. Got me well, excited to I talk know, about man. you know what. Welcome back to Technically It Is Real. Let's get into it. The Cleveland Cavaliers. Six yeah. 6-4, and four, seventh seed in the East right now after 10 games. Do the Cavaliers make some noise this year, Greg? I mean... I'd say they're already making noise. Evan Mobley looks legit. Oh, yeah. Ricky yeah. Rubio? Like, I was like, really, Ricky Rubio? Like, I was making... You remember a few weeks ago uh, when the Olympics? Yeah. I was making such a... Like, did you see him yeah. go off like that? Yeah. I mean, he's not going off or anything like that. But, like, talk about the presence they needed. Like, an actual veteran. Not Kevin Love whining all the time. Right. Like, an actual <laughs> professional basketball player that's I, been in the league, had some success. I think that's part of the reason Kevin Love isn't whining as much. Because he spent so much time with Rookie Rubio back <laughs> before, and they had some pretty decent success. Yeah. But, like, oh my gosh, this is why I want to come on the show. Just because, like, I can't believe the Cavs are looking like a basketball team this year. I, for once, thank right. God. And you know what's crazy? Like, I wasn't that big on that Lori uh, Markinen trade. But, like, he's been balling. I it. mean, be, before he got the COVID thing, like, he's been balling out. Like, yeah. this whole team is balling out. But let me ask you this. Who is the one star on this team that stands out above the rest? Oh, there, no question. And if anyone has, like, there's a 1A, 1B answer, but the correct answer is Jared Allen. Oh, yeah, okay. okay. That's I'm the saying, correct yeah, answer. Yeah. Jared, Jared Allen, Allen, absolute steal that we got from the Brooklyn Nets last year. Thank you, Brooklyn, for giving him up so you can have more names on your team. Right. And, I mean, he just balls out. There's a reason why they give him a five-year, $100 million deal in the offseason. I think in a year or two, that's going to look like they, they might want to rework his contract. Yeah. Just to be fair to him. Yeah. <laughs> give that man more money than yeah. $20 million I, a year. I mean, like, but look, I mean, still. I mean, you, right you now, wouldn't expect him to get that much money because we didn't really see a lot of him uh, when we, when he got over from Brooklyn. Like, he played pretty good, but, like, the level that he's playing now, he's going to show everybody within the next two to three years he is a top five big in this league, and I'm so glad that he's going to be on our team. Oh, man, it's awesome. And, like, him, like I love that lineup where it's Laurie at the three, yeah. Mobley, at, Mobley and him. Like, it's like, get out of here. It's, it's You're crazy. not shooting out of the paint, like, when those three guys are right. all, uh, It's so awesome. It's so awesome. And then you got, and then you got Sexton and Garland uh, in the backcourt just, like, just – facilitating the offense and just making things right, especially Garland. I mean, Garland's just been... That was my 1B answer. Ooh, man, Garland is something else, man. He is... He has vastly improved from year one to year two, and it's insane like how great he's been it's crazy how quick he's picking up the point guard position like that that usually takes like four or five years for guys to really like feel like they're getting it like that's what like I don't even care If, if the Cavs you know fall off you know they start you know, regressing and stuff like that. All I can say is there's hope. Like, there's actually hope for the Cavs. Like, it looks like, like, everyone's been talking about young core, young core, young core. But, like, it looks like they actually have a young core now. Like, Lori's, oh, yeah. Lori's signed up for a few years. You know, Jared Allen, like you said, just got that big extension. The only thing I have an issue with with the Cavs is Colin Sexton. Mm. Colin Sexton has not looked very good this year. He's not scoring like he has. He was supposed to take a leap with, you know, facilitating the offense. He is playing off ball a lot better. 
and he's playing more like you know that that guy who's going to take some heat off of other guys because they're expecting him to you know just drive it up the yeah. lane, you know, take a risky floater like he usually does. Now, he did struggle last night, which is nine points. But to sit back and say, I mean, his numbers show that he is scoring. He's averaging sixteen eight a game. Um, and what did he average last year? Last year, let me let me get you let me get you let me get you together <laughs> real quick. Well, I, I I know. So I just want to hear you say it to say that he's regressed quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Granted, it's it's, ten, it's only ten games. <laughs> I know it's only ten games, but, but I mean, I, I just I, as soon as my internet stopped acting up in this studio, well, I, I get you together real okay, quick. Okay, okay. Don't don't worry about it. I get you together. Just so you know, it's he averaged about 24 last year. I appreciate you. Thank <laughs> you for beating me to the punch because, you know, my Metro PCS want to give me some PCS crap. Internet. Not, <laughs> so, not a sponsor. Like Not a sponsor at all. So <laughs> that's why I'm ripping them because they're not a sponsor. And it's just like, oh, congratulations. It loads up now. Uh, he's only averaging two assists this year. I mean, we, we don't, I don't expect passive from Colin Sexton. He had four and a half last year, though. Okay, but uh, I don't A, a two-guard's supposed it. to pass sometimes. But like, like we said, it's ten games. Right. It is ten games. And but I, I've I've had these feelings about him. Like honestly, since they drafted him, like I love his work ethic. He's yeah. a gym rat. You know, he's like Bunt, l- boatload of potential. Yeah, boatload of potential. I think is a six man though, like a a, a Rodney Hood type guy, like coming off the coming bench, off the bench, give you like throwing up 15, 14, 16. fifteen, sixteen. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I think that's the role he should be in. I think he's. Because it's a young team, there's not like a clear defined star. <clears throat> Sorry, Jared Allen is a clear defined star on this team. Write it down. That's he's he's it. But I just I don't think like I, I feel like it happens a lot where a young, talented, athletic guard, especially, but like any guy like that, winds up on a bad team and they put up numbers, and then that's kind of the role they fall into. Right. Right. Be, because it's just man. Like, and it's just the, the whole, like, I, I love that we have three big men that can, like, make up for the lack of defense from Gar- Garland and uh, Sexton, but, like, I just think it's not conducive to winning. Like, uh, like the playoffs, like, it's going to be like the uh, Trailblazers. Blazers. They can put up numbers in the regular season, but, like, Dame and CJ are not the guys to, like, be able to carry games because uh, you need a backcourt to carry the games when you're going up like right. against Especially the guys. In today's NBA, you yes, do. you need guys who can like th- like Clay Thompson, you know, dribbling the ball seven times and putting up sixty points. Like you, <laughs> like that's the kind of teams that win champions right, championships right. in more than one championship, not just like some fluke thing. Like that, that that's why there's dynasties and stuff like that. I mean, for this, that Warriors dynasty, you know, we was on the end of that dynasty. Yep. So it sucked, but like looking back on it. It was awesome. It was awesome. It was like Lakers Celtics, like back in the yeah. day. It was like that. It was awesome to have that, like that rivalry. I, I love when there's superpowers in the NFL. Or, I'm sorry, uh, NBA. Like that. I, I like. I love all the super teams trying to be thrown together. Like it's like playing NBA. It's like playing 2K. Like right, right. when you're like forcing trades or giving up like half your picks to get like you know a name. Basically, I love it. Now, where do you think the Cavaliers ends this year? Like, I, if we're looking at the first ten games, right? Do you think that they would get in as a six seed, or do you think they would have to do a play-in? I, I think they they got a, a very good chance of getting – if they keep up, like, the kind of, you know, consistency that they've had thusly, definitely play-in. I don't think they're going to be, like, a six seed. I think that's, like that's, – that's real wishful thinking. That's half – that's not glass half full. That's glass, like, half three empty. quarters yeah. of the way full <laughs> if you think they're getting into the playoffs outright. But, I mean, look, they it, like if the season ended today, 
they would have to play the Milwaukee Bucks and the, for the play-in if the season ended right now. That'd be and, and have they, they haven't played the Bucks this year yet. No, they have not. And I wonder what those three big five. boys can do against Giannis. Yeah, I, I Giannis is going to be dodging three towers out there. That's really interesting to think about. I, it, it is because I mean Giannis' game is inside, especially when he has Drew Holiday out there. He can just move around that court freely. Mm-hmm. Like his game is inside, so you take that away because you got Mobley, you got Allen, you got uh, Markin, who's solid uh, inside the paint when they put him in there. It's it's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's interesting where this goes, and and JB's doing an excellent job at coaching this team. I, I, mean, I, I was saying before, I was thinking he was like a transitional coach, and I think he still might be. Right. I think I think he's a great assistant coach. Mm-hmm. Like that's what it really feels like. It kind of feels like an assistant coach running. You know, he's like almost feels like an interim head coach this entire yeah, but time. I feel like they're giving him an opportunity. Yeah, they're and giving him a chance. I mean, he's. It seems like year over year they're getting better. Like that, and that's all you can really ask for. Like it's the rebuild's probably taken maybe a year or two longer than people would have liked. Like we're not, but like man, this could be the step up. There, there, there. It could be it. Like I, it just feels like watching the games. It feels like you're watching a competitive basketball team. Right. Like right. even in the games they lose, they're not losing by thirty anymore. No. no. Like they're they're not. Like, they beat L. A. If Carmelo doesn't go off. Like, they beat L.A. They, like, Carmelo just went off. Like, they played Toronto with Toronto. Banana boat, baby. <laughs> like, Toronto walks in with a five-game win streak. They're playing Toronto in Toronto their first time in Toronto since New Year's Eve of 2019. And um, they beat them. I mean, it's a one-point game. But, hey, you score more points than your opponent. You won. Win. Wins are what matter. Wins are exactly what matters. So, uh, when we come back from the uh, top of the hour and from these commercial breaks, we are going to talk about the releases that happen with the WWE. And trust us, people, you also want to stay tuned because we got to preview some games for Week 9 and give our predictions out for that. This is Technically It Is Real on North Coast Underground. We'll be right back after these messages. I want to thank my mommy for loving me so much. For taking me to the doctor when I broke my foot. For leaving me alone when I wanted to be alone. And And now, as a grown-up, I'm thankful for being able to take care of you, my dear mom. For taking you to your therapies. For understanding that sometimes you simply want to be alone. Roles change without us noticing. That's why AARP gives you the information to provide even better care for your loved one. Visit aarp.org slash caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Ever wanted to get into TV or radio but never knew how to get started? Ohio Media School is going to give you the push you need to further your career in broadcasting. It's a nine-month program with hands-on training taught by broadcast professionals. They offer job placement assistance and have seven different campuses to choose from. With student-run internet stations, Ohio Media School also has financial aid for those who apply. Ohio Media School is located in Valley View at 9885 Rockside Road. For more information, please call 216-503-5900 or visit beonair.com. Ohio Media School. We change lives. This has been a presentation of the Ohio Media School. Jam, man. Work it. Turn the whole thing Northcoastunderground.com, where the underground starts with you. We're not living the same world we were yesterday. We took it upon ourselves and gave it all away.
was as time fades with growing seasons welcome back to technically it is real and let's get into it this is the first time in a little bit that we've actually talked about wrestling on this show wow <laughs> and uh, this show is named off of wrestling so it's kind of funny of the evolution <laughs> pun intended <laughs> of, of uh-huh. the of, of this show but some big releases happened in wwe this week and uh, a couple of names that stood out keith lee Let's start off with Keith Lee. Man. Keith Lee is one of those dudes that, man, he could just go. I mean, he's a big dude. He's athletic. I mean, he's quick on his feet. And if you would have told me a year ago, like a year and a half ago, that he would have been released by the company, I would have thought you were stupid. <laughs> like, I really, I would have been like, you're crazy. Because it was July of last year where they made him a double champion in NXT. He is the first and if I'm not mistaken, the only man to hold both the NXT Championship and the NXT North American Championship. So if you would have told me back in July that Keith Lee would have got released around this time this year, I would have thought you were crazy. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, I'm not as fluent on wrestling as you. Right. But, like, since I knew I was coming on the show with you, like, I I brushed up. I kind of went down the rabbit hole a little bit. Yeah. And what I kind of, what I gathered from all this, you know, it's up to 70 now. This oh, year. yeah, it's, it's it, ridiculous. It's a lot. Like, it, it, it's, I feel like it's, it kind of um, gives me hope that AEW, um, and forgive me, the other one, um, Impact, right? Yeah. Yeah, Impact. Yeah. It, it, they just had that uh, collaboration they were doing 
Like, right. were you paying attention to that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the forbidden you know what, door, you know? Yeah, the forbidden door, whatever it may be. But I'll but tell you I, this. I like, feel like it's just giving them a chance to, like, bolster their yeah, rosters. Yeah, like, and I know they that's, have been doing. Right, and I, like, I, I just... It, like, I was watching a little bit of that, you know, forbidden store, door stuff, and it, like, reminded me of, like, the old SmackDown versus Raw. Like, the just that feeling of, like two separate divisions that were kind of against yeah, each yeah, other, but, yeah. like, there was some collaboration between them. I don't you know. know what? It didn't benefit neither of those companies, though, because Impact's viewership didn't really go up like it was supposed to uh, long-term, and, and AEW's kind of like, like, their viewership is just middle of the pack. Some days it's better, some days, uh, some weeks it's worse. Um, but, like, that's not the only release that I want to talk about, because then they released Scarlett Beaudre and his, uh, and her fiancé, uh, Karrion Cross. And I saw that one coming. Like, I definitely saw the Scarlet coming. I kind of didn't see Karrion Cross coming, but the way they've been building Karrion Cross, which is horribly on Monday Night Raw <laughs> compared to his NXT days. I mean, go back and look at his NXT days, Greg, and then go watch his Raw days. It's completely different. One, they took away his wife. They took away his wife all on screen on Monday nights. And I don't know if you've seen a picture of her. Have yeah. you? Yeah. Smoking hot. Mm-hmm. Are you serious? You're taking that good looking woman off off of TV? And she at, and it's not like she just a, a figure just to look at and everything. She is a nice figure to look at. But she's talented. Like, she's talented yeah. and she adds to his character. Mm-hmm. Like she like they they go hand in hand like peanut butter and jelly. It's almost like they're a married couple or something. Yeah, they they're almost <laughs> there. So I mean, you know, they're almost there in real life, but it, like Karen Cross, I didn't, I didn't see it coming because they, no matter how bad their bill was for him, they still was putting him on TV. And they always say, as long as you get TV time and mic time, you're doing something right. So that kind of surprised me that he got released as well. Also, what surprised me was B-Fab getting released. B-Fab, she was the female um, uh, voice for uh, Hit Row. And they, they've, I think they recently just got caught up to SmackDown. And she was actually good. They actually have a whole rap album. They oh, really, really do. Yeah, they really do. And it's pretty good. I would sit back and say that it's pretty damn good. And that surprised me too because when I see B Fab, she has just a lot of potential, uh, both on the mic and in the ring. I, th- I thought she was an excellent, excellent character. And that surprised me at, um, that she got released mm. as well. Now, the one release that I will sit back and say was about time was Nia Jax. Nia Jax, it was about time for Nia Jax. Like, she had. One too many chances to get it right, mm-hmm. and she just didn't. She injuring people left and right, the botches, uh, the s- sloppy footwork, just sloppy wrestler, not that very good on the mic. She was just a big intimidating um, character on that on that roster, and she just really didn't add much to the product. And that does not surprise me at all. I will say it was something that like I was just kind of you know doing a little research and stuff. Those divas that got released, I hope they get picked up by AEW because AEW does give divas a lot bigger of a stage. Like I was actually no, looking, I was looking up stats, and most of their matches are about twice as long. That, they're that, twice as long, but the, their their women's division is weak. Uh, their their women's division is not like yeah, they're getting like like a little bit longer of matches, but they're not good quality matches. They're still getting like mic time and they're getting a the chance to actually be like, it, it's just, that's not my, like I kind of has lost me a little bit with like recent WWE. It's just, it just feels like the divas don't matter. 
Like yeah, they kind of they kind of backed away from that yeah. a little bit. I can tell, but like AEW, like AEW, I will give AEW this credit. They have gotten better at showcasing their women. The problem is that their women's division is not strong enough to be showcasing them like this, or it doesn't feel like it because, like for the longest, it was just about the men, 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 mm-hmm. and then it was oh, okay. Well, we got the women over here. We'll throw them on for a quick little segment. But now I think with with Rampage and with Dynamite and and uh, the two dark shows that they do is they got a little bit more time, but I would still like to see AEW's women's division to be stronger. Like the thing about WWE is they have a strong women's division. They just don't showcase enough. It's 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 kind of like they need to do a flip flop. Like AEW's women's division need to be stronger, and WWE need to give the their women's division right. more time. That's what I'm saying with these pe- people getting released. I hope they find like these divas that we're talking about getting yeah. released. I hope they find their way to AEW, like so they can actually make like. Man. Something happened there, you know. Maybe not Nia Jax. Maybe, maybe not her. No, yeah. No, I mean, I'm sorry because then, then if she goes to AEW, then we might get Nia Jax versus Nyla Rose, and oh my God, if that we get broken. <laughs> oh, if we get Nia Jax versus Nyla Rose, I, I, honest to God, might break a TV. <laughs> like to me, that will be one of the single worst matches. I will ever witness, and I can see how that match would go down right now. You talk about two of the sloppiest footworks I've ever seen from anybody in the wrestling industry. I'm talking about both male and female. I'm not just talking about. Fe- I mean, just oh my god, yeah, oh my great. god. If they if they fit, Lord have mercy. I don't even want to think about it. Now I'm thinking about it. Lord have mercy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> if they put Nyla Rose versus Nia Jax. And then they go, well, let's make it for the women's championship. I will lose my mind. You, 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 you thought I lost my mind um, um, uh, with, with this Odell thing, or it was another situation where I almost lost my mind <laughs> in class or something like that. Anytime oh, I, I mentioned Demarcus Russell. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You try to get me on that one. No. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. They, oh, I will, I will lose it. I will lose it. Like, I'm not even going to lie. Like, if they do it, I will lose it. If they sign Nia Jax, I'd be like, well, fitting. Then if they go, well, let's have Nia Jax and Nyla Rose in a match. Oh, God. Let's put them in a tag team. Oh, okay. And I'm shutting my TV off for the rest of my life. I'm not watching nothing else. <laughs> so, that that's just my thought process on Britt Baker's pretty lists. solid, though. She's good on the mic. I do not like her wrestling ability. Mm. I don't. And this is just me talking. Like, I'm, I, she'll run circles around me. Like I'm not one of those people that's well, I'm not one of those people that's like delusional. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you got Stephen A. Smith on national TV thinking he knows everything. Like, no, you're delusional. You know what I'm saying? I'm not delusional. Like most of these wrestlers, ninety nine percent of these wrestlers will run circles around me. At this actually all of them will. Even the training. They will run circles around me. Cause guess what? I'm not training for it. But I've been watching I've been watching wrestling for sixteen years. I know what a good wrestler looks like. I know what a bad one looks like. I know a wrestler that's good on the mic but not that good in the ring looks like, but has a lot of potential. Britt Baker's one of those. Great in the ring, can have great moments, not that good in the ring. The reason why I think she's a big star is because she had the she had her blood incident. Anytime you get blood running down your face and you looking like a straight badass, male or female, you instantly become a star. Made you Mick Foley's instantly. career. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Mick Foley. I mean, if you think about Stone Cold. Oh, like yeah. Stone Cold was already getting there, and then the Bret Hart match happened, and he has the blood running down his face and is pouring out perfectly, and he passes out. He doesn't tap out. 
They made Stone Cold from a star to a mega star. They made him Stone Cold. Basically. They made him Stone Cold, Stone yeah. Cold. You know what I'm saying? So it's like when you get some blood. Becky Lynch, same thing. Becky Lynch was a hot star. Then she got busted in the in the lip. Or in the nose, excuse me. She got busted in the nose and she got blood running down her face. And she just standing there like, what? That's all you got? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like when you have moments like that. Like, people instantly gravitate to that person and be like, yo, because they, they, they gravitate, they be like, yo, that was cool. Because even though some people act offended with blood in wrestling, blood adds something to wrestling. Oh, yeah. It makes you look, and like especially when you just sit there and take it. Like, you dishing it and you taking it and you got blood just all over you. And it seems like it's not facing you. It just makes you look like a complete badass. Like, it really does. It really does. So I will say just I'm sorry I keep going on AEW, but I, I just kind of forgot AEW existed. I mean, so, yeah, I mean, so. I, I try to do that every week as well. It's well, okay. I do kind of like uh, the luchadors being incorporated more. That's oh something, yeah, yeah. I love that stuff, man. Like yeah, that stuff is amazing. The, the, the lucha league. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, those guys are like crazy athletes. Like, yeah, I've always loved the high flying stuff, oh the lucha gosh. stuff. I mean, it's it's his whole art form in of itself. Right. It's just it's like it's uh, uh, like it's almost like a a whole different. It's like different from American wrestling. Like it's like almost like yeah, a different sport yeah. sometimes. Like it's cool, man. It, and, and I love it when they incorporate it over here in America. Yeah. I do love it too. Like Rey Mysterio is one of my favorite ever. Like he was great. Oh <laughs> yeah. I mean now his son is doing excellent. His oh yeah. Son Who's his doing, son? Uh, Dominic. Dominic is doing excellent. Oh. Does he wear a mask too? Or no, he, no, he oh, doesn't. Okay. No, no. You kind of like the mask thing is earned. Just like, just like, like if you take it off, and you try to, you know, you have to go to a whole committee to put it back on. Oh man! Like Raymond, like when Raymond Mysterio was transitioning from WWE to WCW, one of the reasons why his debut got delayed was because like Vince wanted him badly, but Vince was like, "You got to get the mask." And Ray told him, he was like, "Hey, yo, it's not, it's not that simple." Like, I have to go through a whole process. I can't just put it on, man. Yeah. Yeah. So he had to, like, go to this whole committee down in Mexico and basically, like, tell them why he needs to have the mask back on. And they basically, like, after deliberation, they they say, yeah, go ahead and put it back on. But it's like, you you have to earn that. You have to earn the mask. You have to earn putting that mask back on your Ah. face. Yeah, it's it's crazy. So uh, I like luchadors even more. (laughs) (laughs) So when we come back, we're gonna talk about some games from uh, week nine. We're gonna do a little bit of Browns talk again. This is technically it is real on all sports. Wow, I said the last station I was on (laughs) that fast. Whoops, my bad. This is technically it is real on North Coast Underground, and also. Uh, we're going to promote a little bit about the uh, Spotify replays as well. Uh, we'll be right back after these messages and song. My name is Lola Silvestri, and I'm going to be 95 this year. I was very independent. I fell, and I had to have meals on wheels. America, let's do lunch. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. Your daughter just got invited to the prom. Do you A, meet her date? I need to see your past date report cards, your driver's license, a list of references, and this hair sample. B, help her pick out a dress. (gasps) 
Don't you just love the long sleeves and turtleneck on this pantsuit? Ugh. C. Attend the prom undercover. Mom, what are you doing here? I'm not mom. I'm <clears throat> Calvin, the new kid at school. Or D. Capture her big moment. Uh, let's take a photo of you two. I'm in the middle. When it comes to parenting, there are no perfect answers. But that's okay, because you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. You wanted to see me? Yes, please, have a seat. So here's the thing. When this company brought you on, we took a chance on you. You didn't have that four-year college degree we typically look for. Right. But we gave you a shot anyway. And since then, you've worked incredibly hard and given it your all. Thanks. You've been an important asset to the team, but I don't think you can be an intern here anymore. <sighs> we want to hire you. You're, you're serious? Absolutely. Find your next great employee. Introduce yourself to the grads of life. Who are they? Talent worth knowing about. Young adults of unique determination and experience. An ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. I won't let you down. I know. Don't miss out on a resource many innovative companies have already discovered. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org.
That was Champion by Wolf. The song before that was All Lorn Gang by Nimic Review. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, sometimes I don't. I'm not the best at reading. But <laughs> um, anyway. That's why you talk for a living, not read for a right, living. Right? Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> so um, before we continue with this week nine preview, I just want to give um, give you guys uh, this real quick. You can listen to the replays on Spotify. Just type in Technically It Is Real. Also, I want to give a couple of birthday shout outs. I want to say happy birthday to my friend Nate. He is. My God, that's bad. That's bad. <laughs> that is bad. It's bad when you forget how old your friend is. I forget how old I am all the time. Yeah, so like, a it little ain't bit. that bad, yeah. honestly. Yeah. I mean, I think, because I always get confused, and he's he's going to rip me into this when we go to lunch today. He'll be like, how do you not remember my birthday? Uh, remember how old I am? I remember the birthday. That's more important. Exactly. So his birthday was yesterday. He shares the same birthday with Odell. Uh, he turned 26. There it is. There's the dagger. 26. <laughs> he turned 26 years old. I'm hoping I'm right. Jesus Christ, I'm hoping. Because I can't remember if he was born in 95 or 94. 
that, that's the part that gets me. Happy anyway, birthday, Nate. Happy birthday, Nate. I appreciate it. Don't get mad at me uh, when we go to uh, Dot Snizzle, uh for lunch. I, I, good place. I don't know if you've been there before. Good oh, place. Yeah. So uh, don't get mad at me. Also, I do know this person's age because tomorrow it is my niece's second birthday. My Aww. adorable niece. It is her second birthday. I want to say happy birthday to my niece, Iceland. Uncle loves you. And can't wait to have a fun time with you. It is going to be absolutely fantastic. And it has been a pleasure watching you grow uh, from a little small baby that could not stand when I used to hold her and I would sit down. She would always cry until I stood up and to a little toddler that is curious and is just full of excitement. Her person now, it's crazy. Oh, her personality is insane. So I got to say happy birthday uh, to my niece. I also want to say thank you to my friend Thomas down in Louisiana for uh, tuning in this week as well. He's uh, been a big supporter of the show. So, and I want to give him a shout out real quick and give a shout out to my friends and family and the audience in general for listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. I appreciate it. I just got one. Hi, mom. All right. (laughs) Got any shout outs, Greg? Hi, mom. Hi, mom. (laughs) So let's get into it. Week nine, baby. Week nine. Week nine. Let's start off with the Green Bay Packers versus the Kansas City Chiefs, and thanks to COVID-19, we do not get the State Farm Bowl everybody was looking for. <laughs> I mean, I was looking for the State Farm Bowl. We was going to get some. We was going to get a final champion. State Farm had the perfect marketing for this, and COVID-19 ruined it. Thank you, football gods. We appreciate it. But let's get into it. Aaron Rodgers was scared to lose the State Farm Bowl. That's <laughs> right. all this is. Yeah. Last time these two teams played was back in October 27th of 2019, where the Green Bay Packers won 31 to 24. Uh, the Green Bay Packers are walking in seven and one atop of the NFC North. Kansas City four and four with a chance to still win that division as they are currently sitting in third place. Who you got in this game, Greg? I feel like Kansas City is going to be so desperate to try to hit Green yeah. Bay while while they can, because like I mean against Aaron Rodgers, I don't know if Kansas City's winning this game. Against Jordan Love though, guy who's hardly played in the NFL. I'm giving it to Kansas City. I think it's going to be a tight one. I think Jordan Love's going to look a lot better than a lot of people think. Oh, I yeah, think I Lightning might strike three times in Green Bay. Like, could you imagine? I I want that narrative to happen, but I think yeah, Kansas City's yeah. going to win. I, I will sit back and say this. Kansas City does not need to turn the ball over. They are the worst team when it comes to turnover differ, uh, differential. But I think Jordan Love is going to go off. I mean, look, Jordan Love – is in a position where he's facing the 25th ranked defense in passing yards. He's facing the 28th overall defense. This is an opportunity for Jordan Love to shine. I mean, this Kansas City defense has not gotten it together all year long. A lot of money on that side Lots of the ball, too. <laughs> of money. And, a, and, and I would sit back and say this, even though they're struggling, Steve Spagnola is still an excellent defensive coordinator. Um, but they, they, need, they, they need to figure it out on defense for Kansas City. But – the way their division is set up, they still have an opportunity to win this division. Like, they're not out of it, as people are saying. Like, for people to sit back and say, oh, Kansas City's not making the playoffs, I think it's a load of Bologna. I like to say Bologna, not Bologna. But <laughs> but it's, it's a load of Bologna because, because they're third in their division. L.A. has dropped, what, two out of their last three? Um, I think the Raiders are going to bottom out eventually down the line. I believe in Derek Carr. I believe in Derek Carr, too. Don't get me wrong, but history has shown me that they like to bottom out at the last second. Like, they get off to this hot start, and then they go 
I don't know. I feel like them having a different coaching situation. Might yeah, help. that is true. You know, yeah, some certain emails. I think Derek Hart released those emails. Hello, <laughs> 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 me. But yeah, I I actually have a Green Bay winning this game. I got Green Bay winning this game by a final score of twenty-seven to twenty-one. I think it's going to be close, but I think it's going to come down to a last-minute turnover by the Kansas uh, takeaway by the Green Bay Packers and causing Patrick Mahomes to throw his eleventh interception on the year. I agree with the score. Just flip it, honestly. Like, that's wow. what I was thinking, yeah. Um, I think he's still going to throw his interceptions, but I think it's going to just be Patrick Mahomes is going to be Patrick Mahomes and beat a team while they're down. Uh, right, I agree. In the sense of they're going to try to take advantage, but I don't think they're going to win. Cool. That's just my opinion. Let's move on to the next game, the Sunday night game. Tennessee travels to Los Angeles to play the Rams. Tennessee is six, sitting at 6-2, first of the AFC South, and the Rams are sitting at 7-1. They are second in the NFC West because the Cardinals are also 7-1. This is a showdown between these two great teams, and also we get the debut of Von Miller in a Rams uniform. What did you think about that, Greg? Oh, man. I think, first of all, you, you can speak to this. I've been screaming about Matthew Stafford yep, yep. since way before this season. I knew he was going to actually get his stuff together there. And yep. I think with that addition of Von Miller, Von Miller's still – he might be getting up there. He's still one of the nastiest pass rushers in the NFL. Yeah, he is. Just straight up. Putting him next to Aaron Donald. Are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> that, that's like – that's oh, Madden. That's because not you know, real life, you know? Because you know that Aaron Donald's going to get doubled. Like, Aaron Donald gets doubled every – Single play. Who are you gonna double? Von, you can't double everyone. Is everyone and, gonna and run twelve everyone. man? You know and, that's, and that's now, like <laughs> now you just got Von Miller just going right up the middle and just oh my hitting gosh. with the set. And and I was sit back and say this: they the the Rams lucked out. The Rams lucked out with not having Derrick Henry because now they don't have to stack that box, mm-hmm. and now they don't have to worry about Derrick Henry. You know, making grown men into little boys when he pushes them around like. Like they're pieces of paper, <laughs> you know. Yeah, he is a grown man playing against teenagers. Like, yeah, that's he what is. It looks that's like. what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. but you know, Tennessee got a good addition with Adrian Peterson, who you know he's he's not the player that he was in Minnesota, but I he mean, still is a serviceable running back. Last year, he still put he didn't play all all uh, all the games, and he still right. put up like six hundred yards. I right. think I believe my, like five my thing touchdowns. Is that he's coming in halfway through the year. Yeah, he was sitting on the couch, fresh, fresh. You know, but he was sitting on his couch as well. I'm not entirely sitting on this couch, but you get what I'm saying. Like, he was enjoying the retirement. Might not be in NFL shape is what you're saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, this first game is going to be a little rough for for Adrian Peterson, but they kind of have no other choice. I wonder, though. Because AP is a freak. There there are a few guys who have had the longevity that he has. Like, there's, there's a few guys like Marshawn Lynch that seem like they can just get up any day, any given day, and I, I bet Marshawn Lynch could still run for a hundred yards. Right, like just today, you know. Like yeah. I, I think it's just like that that kind of bruiser mentality. Those power backs that are able to like keep their bodies going for some reason. I don't know if it's the Skittles. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but like I really, I, I don't know. I picked up AP in a couple uh, fantasy leagues, yeah, yeah just because I'm like, who knows? He could go but, off now. It's gonna be a little weird because that well, that team is designed for a big. Strong running yeah, back. Yeah, it is. It it's is. a run first team. Like so, now you get never a finesse. Now you get a finesse running back in that mm-hmm. system. Now, so it's gonna be a little different. But it's gonna be weird seeing Adrian Peterson not wear number twenty eight. Yeah, that's interesting. In. Yeah. Number eight. 
He's wearing the number eight jersey. That That's is still, going to be weird. That still throws 20, me off. He wore he wore he wore twenty eight in Oklahoma. Yeah. He wore twenty eight throughout his whole career. This is this is a little weird. I don't, I'm I'm a, I'm a proponent of jerseys and jersey numbers. Like when you see another player in a different uniform or a different number, it trips me out. And some people always go, "Well, oh, you're tripping, you're tripping." There, come on, it's not that big of a deal. And I always say this, outside of outside of the Olympics and an All Star game, can you imagine Kobe Bryant wearing another team's uniform? Mm, yes. Yeah. I'm going to be one of those people who go, hey, man, it's not a big deal. I'm one of those people that is a big deal. It's just a Like, if we ever saw Kobe Bryant in a Phoenix Suns uniform, that wouldn't look crazy to you? I mean, yeah, it would, but, like, if he, cause Thank he, ne- you. he never played for them. That's what I'm saying, but, if but he can, did you play just for imagine, them. can you just imagine? It's a like, strong hypothetical. You, I mean, it's a hypothetical, but that's, that's what I bring up. Like, can you just... Like, can you just envision, like, Kobe going to another team? It's the same thing when Tom Brady went to the Buccaneers. Like, it was crazy that he went. Then I saw him in the uniform, and it just looked fucking crazy. I mean, it just looked crazy to me. Whoops, FCC guidelines. <laughs> it just looked crazy to me. I forgot for a little bit. But, yeah, we had those slips that happens. But, like, it just looked crazy to me. It looked crazy to me. I was like, yo, he's in a Buccaneers uniform. I think it, like, it was, it's still crazy. Is- now it's just TB12, more more specifically now. Now it's Tampa Bay 12, not just Tom, Tom I, Brady I 12. <laughs> I, I mean, the marketing that he did on that was absolutely amazing. amazing. Yeah. It's absolutely amazing. So, like, who do you have winning this game right here? Oh, man. I like, I, I can't I – I'm not going to hit this desk because, you know, I don't want the mics to get all messed up. But, right. yeah, no doubt my guys – the L.A. Rams. I got like the L.A. Rams. I, I mean, I can't see them not winning. Like, it's just without Derrick Henry, as much as, like, I like the idea of AP going off, it's not really. It's, he's not Derrick Henry. No right. one's Derrick Henry. Like, Derrick Henry's gone out before, and it's not that well. I don't think Ryan Tannehill has it in him to carry the team. I don't think AP's going enough to make the difference. I think it's going to be a bit of a blowout. I think Ooh. it's going to, yeah. I think is, it's that gonna be your like, bold, is that your bold prediction? Oh, that'd be my bold prediction of the week. I think... It's going to be a score of around 35 to 17. Ooh. I have it a little closer. I do think the Rams are going to win. They are the fourth best passing offense going up against the 24th worst, uh, 24th ranked uh, passing defense. So they're just going to sling that ball all over the field. Uh, To me, the Rams win this game. I don't think it's going to be as much of a blowout as you think it is. But I do think it's going to be a two-possession game. I have them winning by a score of uh, 27 to 17. That's, like a, that's a two-possession game. Yeah, that's fair. And I think there's going to be a couple uh, just broken, deep, deep, deep passes. Yeah. I, I think that's the thing. That, that, that That's where I, I think go. on both sides. I threw those extra couple touchdowns in. Uh, right. Ryan, man. Man. Like Tannehill, like this is a this is a prove it type thing for Tannehill. Yeah. It's not as much pressure as the Baker thing, but it is a prove it type thing. But you have AJ Brown, you have Julio Jones, so I mean that right there alone is a threat that the that the uh, that the Rams have to worry about. For sure, they really do have to worry about it. You think Ryan Tannehill is going to do a good job running away from Von Miller? Well, we gonna, we gonna find out for sure. Yep. <laughs> we gonna find out for sure. What do we so, got next? Who do we have next? Well, that none other than the Atlanta Falcons versus the New Orleans Saints. Atlanta's walking in at 3-4, and four, sitting at the basement level of the NFC South versus the 
New Orleans Saints who could move into first place with a win over Atlanta, but they also have Trevor Simeon starting over Taysom Hill as the quarterback. Maybe he gets hurt. You know, the, uh, Alvin Kamara is the uh, emergency quarterback for them? Yep. How funny is that? That is absolutely crazy. <laughs> that is absolutely crazy. But the thing about the Saints, they don't have to worry about um, uh, Calvin Ridley, uh, which real quick, let's just acknowledge the fact that it took some uh, cojones it took to be man enough to sit back and acknowledge publicly what is going on with his mental health. We wish him nothing but the best. Yeah, that's awesome for him. I mean, that is awesome because, you know, a lot of people don't understand that, and you can get a lot of backlash, and, you know, people say, oh, well, he doesn't love the game, and this, that, 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 that. It's his, like, dude, there's things bigger than the game. His brain isn't working right, and yeah. he needs to get it right. I mean, right. for starters, he's in Atlanta. He's with the Falcons, so that's I'm probably sure that's part pr- of it. <laughs> that's probably a big source of anxiety for sure. Yeah, <laughs> but, I mean, we wish him nothing but the best, yeah. and, you know, take your time with the Calvin Ridley. Yeah, if anyone's um, got those feelings, like, you shouldn't keep them no, you should. Like you should go. I've been, I've been going counseling lately. Uh, yeah, me too. You know, it's 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 helpful. It's definitely helpful. Um, it's definitely made me a better person already because you yeah. kind of understand some underlying issues. Um, Especially as a man, like it's, you have, it's, yeah, it's such a thing that like just gets pushed off that men aren't supposed to have emotions. Well, because because totally we, go off what we're because we get told like that, that we get but. told that. All our lives, you know, you don't show weakness, you don't show emotions. The moment you do, you're you're going to be, you know, picked apart as weak. And sometimes that does happen. Sometimes people do take advantage of you as a man, you know, to sit back and say, well, oh, he's going through this mental case, and you know, he's he's weak, he's this and he's that, and they try to pick you apart. So, um, the fact that mental health is more of a of a open issue for men, I love it. Yeah. I absolutely love it. And I, I wasn't the biggest proponent of it at first. I'm not going to sit here and lie. But since going to counseling, I understand the advantages mm-hmm. of it. Like, I no feel lie. like everyone, like, it don't, no matter how good you feel, like, <clears throat> everyone could benefit from talking to a counselor or a therapist once in a while. Oh, yeah. No like, you don't. There's a lot of stuff people push down and don't think about. And, like, that's crazy to, like, be able to step away from, like, that kind of money, you know. Mm-hmm. The, the uh, prime of his career. Like, he's a right. young man, like, who's, you know – in a, well, they thought they were in a position to do some good stuff this year. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, and, and it just shows that, like, there's something there's something really pulling at him to, mm-hmm. to really take this break. And, uh, obviously, I, I personally, I don't want to know because that's his personal yeah, business. Yeah, no, I don't care. Um, but the fact that he came out and said it anyway, wish you nothing but the best, Calvin yeah, Ridley. Man. But let's get back into this real quick. The Saints, last time they played – uh, the Falcons, they beat them 21-16 to 16 back on December 6th of 2020. This is their first meeting uh, this year between each other. And like I said earlier, if the Saints win, they move ahead of the Buccaneers for first place in the division. Nobody really saw this coming from the New Orleans Saints. What's going on? <laughs> I, I mean, that, that's what you call coaching. That is what you call coaching. So, who do you have winning this game? I mean, I, I, I can't really – count the saints out like i i mean all year i've been picking them to lose and they got they're, they they're one five games yeah and like, i mean I, I i get their defense is pretty good they got a pretty good running back too i mean i gotta say the saints i think it's gonna be tight because i think you know matt ryan still got it in him i mean he still puts up points he just doesn't win but uh right. i think it'll be a pretty close score probably something like 21 14 kind of Low scoring, but yeah. ultimately the Saints, like somehow, some way, they're gonna get it done. Yeah, I think they're gonna get it done too. I, I would, agree, I would agree with you with the low scoring thing. 
Um, both both teams are uh, in the top 25 as far. I mean, that's not a lot of teams after that. But, I mean, the Falcons are ranked 21st in points per game. The Saints are ranked 20, uh, 14th um, in points per game, 25.1 for the Saints, 21 for the uh, Atlanta Falcons. And I think it kind of stays that way. I have them. I have the Saints winning by a final score of 28-21. to 21. And I think Trevor Simeon, here's my bold prediction of the week. Ooh. Here is my bold prediction of the week. Trevor Simeon, Trevor Simeon will have a bad game. <laughs> bold? That's bold? <laughs> I'm going to tell you why it's bold. Because I just said the Saints are going to win. Trevor Simeon is going to throw for four interceptions. He's only going to throw for 150 yards. But the Saints will win because Alvin Kamara will run for 225 yards and will account for four touchdowns and will carry, literally carry this team on to victory. That is my bold prediction. They don't win because of the passing game. Kamara goes off. And I will sit back and say this. I will give, I will give the Saints 35 points. Wonder why I'm going to give the Saints 35 points? Because Alvin Kamara would throw for a touchdown. <laughs> I'm going bold. And the last time I did a bold prediction, Greg, was last week. Yeah, I'm starting to do bold predictions. Ooh. But my bold prediction last week was the New York Jets was going to beat the Cincinnati Bengals and Mike White was going to throw for five touchdowns. Now, he was too short, but I had that one correct. So I think my bold prediction will be right again. Trevor Simeon has a bad game, but Kamara runs for like 225, maybe a little bit more. And he and he runs in for four and he throws and he throws a touchdown. That's a bold prediction right there. Yeah, I'll say. That is a bold prediction right there. Well, when we come back for the final few minutes of the show, we are gonna talk about the Cleveland Browns versus the Cincinnati Bengals. I don't wanna. Ah, uh, we got to. We got to, because there's a lot to talk about right there. This is technically just real on North Coast Underground. We'll be right back. It's 6:42 p.m. Time for Steve Plato and his son Dylan to do the dishes. They talk about everything from the yuckiness of girls to the awesomeness of his soccer team. Sometimes they don't talk at all. Then, hey! the dreaded <laughs> splash fight. It's dad o'clock, and it's the best time of the day because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Have you ever considered a career in radio or television? Then look no further. Call the Ohio Media School today. The Ohio Media School. We have seven campuses to choose from, and it's a hands-on course that is taught by broadcast professionals who work in the field. This includes 160 externship and internship hours at area radio and TV stations. We have job placement assistants right here on campus, and you get a diploma when you graduate. For more information, call 216-503-5900 or beonair.com. That's B-E-O-N-A-I-R dot com. Ohio Media School, where broadcasting careers begin. Hey you, what are you listening to? Oh, it's South Landlocked Plateau, the best of bubblegum pop. That's garbage. You should be listening to NorthCoastUnderground.com, where the underground starts with you.
Everybody jumping by Howard Brothers. Welcome back to Technically It Is Real. We got about 12 minutes left of the show. And before we move on for the Cleveland Browns and Cincinnati Bengals, can I ask you a question, Greg? No. Uh, yeah, I'm going to ask you a question anyway. Uh, someone gets engaged at your wedding reception. <laughs> what is your reaction on that? I wouldn't care. I'd say congratulations. I'm uh, glad I paid for this expensive venue for you to do that at. <laughs> I would say congratulations, too. Now, give me half of my money. Since you, yes, half. Since you want, since since you want to get engaged at my wedding, and I paid for all of this, I'm gonna need some money. Oh, you know, it's gonna be some service fees going on around here. I'm gonna, oh, it's gonna be a freelance business. Hey, get engaged at someone else's wedding. Cool, pay half for the wedding. I bet you people won't get engaged in. Not in my. Hey, the Probably day not. before, the day after, don't care. Hey, you can do it in transition between the between the the the. Don't the invite me to buy your wedding because I'm gonna propose to my girlfriend just because of this conversation. You know what? And that's why you'll be invited to the wedding and not the reception. <laughs> now that's some messed up stuff. If you, oh, if, I'll do it at the wedding. Oh while my she's God, going, be She's gonna go up. down the aisle, and I'm gonna drop to my knee after like, she walks uh, by. That, that, uh, cut her right off in the middle. Be like, hold on. Be like, hold on, hold on. I have an objection. I have an objection. Be like Kanye well, with Taylor Swift won the BMA. Be like, hold on, hold on. You got the greatest wedding of all time, but I got to propose to my woman. It's like, that'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. I, would, I don't know what 
I would do, I'm probably going to bring a gun with me at my wedding just so I can threaten everybody. Hey, anybody object or, you know, you're going to make it your engaged? own shotgun wedding. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That has shut people up real fast. But let's get into Cleveland Browns versus yeah, Cincinnati. Sports. I mean, hey, we talk about everything on this show. It don't matter what it is. We talk about everything. It's a, it's a sports show, but we talk about everything. But let's get into it. The Browns, bottom of the basement, 4-4 four and four versus the Cincinnati Bungles because they bungled last week. But the Cincinnati Bengals, 5-3, and three, sitting second in the AFC North. This was obviously being overshadowed by the Odell news that we talked about earlier. But who comes out on top for you? I said I don't want to talk about this. What are you talking about? It's my show. Because I, I have a bad feeling about this one, man. We'll talk about it. Let's, let's talk about it. This is therapy yeah. for, for the Browns. This is Browns ther- therapy. It's pre-therapy. Okay. Now, last time we faced them, October 25th, 2020, 37 to 34, we had that comeback victory. And this was also the game last year where Odell went out with the ACL injury. Like I said, this feels a little similar because this is also the game where we don't have Odell. But that's permanent now. Yeah. So. Huh. <sighs> Man, I like I hate to say it, but like I, I really feel like the Bengals are gonna win. I think the Bengals are gonna win too. I don't expect nothing from the Browns. Yeah, I'm just like don't. my my heart just hurts. Like I just did a a radio show for a, a class we got here at OMS, and basically it was three of us, ta- three Browns fans, coming to terms with the fact that it might be over for the Browns. Yeah, like it, it's just like I don't know if it's Baker's injury. You can only use that excuse for so long. Yeah. Like, it, I mean, like, Kareem's out, but you still got Chubb. You still got Dearness. The de- the defense looks all right, but, like, when the when your offense is putting up 10 points against the Steelers, yeah, it's just so hard to like, want to believe I don't, anymore. I, like, like, Joe Woods is easily the, the happiest man right now because his job is not being called out every every second of the day. I don't understand um, why, like, people are are going after him. So, like, I still hear it on, like, local talk radio and stuff. People are still calling I really didn't hear it. I didn't, I didn't really hear it this week because of the Odell situation. Um, but, yeah, that's crazy because if you look at our numbers – Total yards, we're, third, we're ranked third. Right. Um, passing yards, we're ranked seventh. This is defense. Rushing yards, we, we give up 84 yards a carry. I mean, a, a game. A carry, uh, man, yeah. That'd be insane. That No, we give up 84 yards a game. Uh, that That's third best in the league. Um, we're, we're 13th best in points per game against yeah, we us. We give up some passing touchdowns. That's really it. Our issue with our defense yeah. is third down conversions. That That's our issue. Like, if we were better than 25th in the league, this defense is lethal. Yeah. But we just give up too much. We just give up too much. Now, I do feel confident we're still the best running de- uh, running offense in the league. And the Cincinnati Bengals are 23rd ranked um, in, in running yards. But Cincinnati's killing it in the passing game. Joe They're Burrow. Killing. Joe Burrow's insane. It's like I hate, I hate that he plays the Cincinnati Bengals because I want to root for that guy so bad. I root for him fourteen games out of out of you know seventeen or whatever the hell. But that's the issue though is man, man, you're rooting for him fourteen games. It's going to be t- difficult for the Browns to get into the playoffs. You know. Yeah, you know, and I'm not rooting for the Bengals. I'm just rooting for him. That's I fair. just hope he does well. You know, what I'm saying Except Jamar when it comes Chase too. Oh man, he's winning me fantasy leagues, man. I said it on this show. When 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 we were doing the uh, when I was doing the previews and everybody was crapping on Jamar Chase and everything, I'm like that. You gotta give these people time. Like I'm sorry, but that that's that's one of my biggest gripes about 
sports in general. You play three games and you have three bad games. Oh, you're a bust. Dang, dude, it's three games. You already labeled me as a bust. It's three preseason games. And now, where that bust talk at now? Who? Where's that now? Because I don't hear it. And it's, and you it's, can't hear it over the crowd cheering from him catching touchdowns. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. And it, and I, I had a feeling it was the right move for them. Everybody wanted um, uh, the, the the lineman that went to uh, mm-hmm. went to Detroit. Us, uh, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but uh, everybody wanted him to, because they needed offensive line help. And I thought it was a match made in heaven. Why not give Joe Burrow yeah, a weapon that he favorite weapon ever? Like exactly. I, I like if only that was working. Uh, and um, for uh, Trevor Trevor Lawrence, yeah. If only yeah. that was working for him, he he's got one of his favorite targets. Yeah, he does. I mean, it's just it's just I don't know. I, I, this this game is weird because I feel like this is a game where we can turn around for the better. I th- this is one of the games I barely be watching. Like I said, my niece's birthday is tomorrow, so I know like I'm gonna be back and forth between watching her bounce around all day and watching the Browns game. Um, but best believe I still will have the Browns game on. Uh, that's kind of sad, uncle. <laughs> but eh, you know it happens. Um, but like I, I, I got us winning. Yeah. I, I hate to put it in the atmosphere like that because usually when I say we're winning, we lose. Anytime I put expectations for this team in the atmosphere, we lose. I got us winning by a single point. One point. One point. Think it'll be the difference in like a two point conversion, something like yeah. that, or a missed field goal. Some, some Kevin Stefanski shenanigans. Yeah, for going for going for two. Yeah, I, I got us. I got us winning by the score of twenty eight to twenty seven. Yeah, I, I honestly, I don't know why. This is my my bold prediction part two. I guess. Okay. I feel like it might go to overtime. Mm. I feel like it's gonna be. Because Baker Baker's gonna be like desperate to make yeah. himself look like. And like I said, I I can't it, it does you can't lie about the fact that Baker plays better without Odell. Right. And this is going to be the game to really prove it's, that. Yeah. It's, like it's, it, it's, it depends on what it is. It's like such a uh, it feels like such a crapshoot because like the, when you look at the team side by side, like the passing attack, nasty. From, yeah. From, from from the Bengals. Yeah. But the rushing attack. Yeah. This rushing attack that's crazy that is one of the craziest ones. Like it, I, if it keeps going the way it is, it's going to be like talked about for years. I, I would the Browns I, I do anything back, this year, right? I would sit back and say this: the Browns need to run the ball more. You're averaging a little over five yards per carry as a as a team, as a unit. Yeah, like you're so running. You really unit. be facing third downs all like that. You should just hand the ball off both times. Chubb, Chubb, Dearness, Felton. Even like I said, uh, Felton's a scat back, but freaking, still. Uh, what's, uh, uh, Janovich. That, that fullback. Yeah, Janovich. Because yeah. Stanton's Stanton, on, on the practice squad. He's a practice again. squad now, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, since you came up with a bold prediction, too, I'll match you one. I, I, I'll match you with one. I think Baker throws for four touchdowns. I hope so. I think Baker throws for four touchdowns and 335 yards. I sure I, hope I so. I hope so. But, like I said, if you're if you're out there on, on a shoulder injury, that's no excuse. If we're if you're that concerned about that shoulder injury, sit out and start Keenum. If you're that concerned about it, if not, shut up about that shoulder injury. Everybody needs to shut up about that shoulder injury and go out there and play. What Does it ba- make it a factor? Yes, but shut up about it because we're playing. What if Baker gets hit and goes out, and Case Keenum comes in and wins that game? It wouldn't surprise me. What are the Browns doing after that? 
I don't know. I mean, they, they would obviously know that Keenum's not the not the answer. It's not the answer, but like at the same time, I feel like a game manager, some someone who's like my issue with Baker is that it seems like whenever it's time to put up, he makes a mistake. There's a fumble. He throws an interception. Overthrows someone. Tries to run it himself. Like it, it no, just, not necessarily. I wouldn't say that because it was tough for him to put up last year. After the old I'm talking situation. about this year. This year, yeah, yeah, two, yeah, I agree with that. This year, this yeah. year, it feels like anytime it's time to show up, he makes a mistake. We we gonna see, man. We're, We're gonna, gonna see. see I like guess. I said, like I said earlier in the show, I think that what we saw with Kansas City when we played against Kansas City and how we ran that offense, I think is gonna be very similar, man, like I, almost identical. I, I think Schwartz right. gets more involved. Uh, DPJ gets comes back in. Uh, and uh, you know who didn't play in that game? Oh, Odell. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right. I mean, like that's, what, that's what I'm saying. And 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 <laughs> and, and, and narrative Baker, that Baker is better without Odell is just so insane. But like, I mean, it is. And man, then, and I then, hope it's and, true. And, and just to go back, just to go back on on that game real quick. Odell, even though he threw that interception, I mean, not Odell. Uh, Baker, even though he threw that interception, Baker did go 21 to 28, 321 yards. He did. Like he, I said, like I said, that interception looks bad, but if you really. look at the whole game, like Baker played a good game until the very end. He went toe to toe with Patrick Mahomes. Well, I'm setting in. A lot of people are going toe to toe with Patrick Mahomes this year. I mean, yeah, obviously, but <laughs> literally half the teams they've faced. I just, I just noticed <laughs> except that except the with, Browns. <laughs> <laughs> I just noticed that with with. With Odell out there, Baker makes better decision. Ba- Baker, like you look, like I said, he went twenty-one to twenty-eight. Yeah, I said it before. He plays within the system because mm-hmm. I feel like Kevin Stefanski is a good coach. Like it's it just, coach. It, it just, it just seems like it. You know, he's second-year coach. There's a, usually a sophomore slump yeah. with literally everyone in the yeah. NFL, like except running backs. Really, like they're one of the only. Or positions. Lamar Jackson. Well, I feel like Lamar Jackson went through his sophomore slump. His third year, yeah, he because, went through a junior slump, yeah, yeah, he, <laughs> because he really didn't play the whole season his first year. So I mean, no. you know, but, but but like all things aside, like if Baker listens to Stefanski and Van Pelt, like I feel like they got a machine that just needs someone to just drive the machine. Yeah. The, you know, the, no one needs to tune up the machine. You know, that's my metaphor. That doesn't make any sense for the week. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let me let me give you a little quick trivia before we go. Alex Van Pelt, offense coordinator. Do you know who his brother is? No. Scott Van Pelt, on Sports Center. Oh, really? Yeah, that's his brother. Oh, hey, that's cool. Yeah, that is cool. So this has been another installment of Technically It Is Real. Yeah. Uh, Greg, I want to thank you for coming in. We're going a little bit over time, but that's all right. You're and, welcome. And thank you for coming in. Thank you for um for taking the time out on your on a Saturday, on a beautiful Saturday, mm-hmm. to come in. You are like I said to you once, and I say it to you again. You are always welcome on the show. This is Tyro yeah, Jackson. Intern hours, baby. Yeah. <laughs> this is Tyro Jackson with Technically It Is Real, and it has been real. And the sirens are going off because it's real out here. And thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Have a great week. Go Browns, go Cavs, go Art Guardians, or whatever their name is. Yeah, I love roller derby. Go Fighting Irish. We're going to beat Navy this uh, today. And have a great week.
You have finished listening to another presentation of Technically It Is Real on NorthCoastUnderground.com. I have been your host, Tyrell Jackson, and it has been real. Go Browns, Cavs, Guardians, and Fighting Irish. Have a great week, everybody.